Action. <laughs> Nobody says action anymore. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey. If you've uh, been with us this whole time, then this is your second episode. And if you were weird and decided to start with the second episode instead of the first one, then welcome for the first time. Oh, also check it out. The first episode, um, we managed to make it through that entire episode without telling you the name of the movie that the episode was about. <laughs> so that was uh, cool. It's called Between Worlds. Yeah. Don't don't watch it. Look it up. Uh, it's on Amazon. The DVD is six dollars and ninety six. The Blu-ray is six dollars. Yeah, they're both. They're you, both. You, yeah, whichever or you want to do. You could rent it on Amazon Prime Video for seven ninety nine. Personally, I'd rather own it. I mean, no one wants to own it for any reason. Untrue. Uh, we got a lot of feedback that some people were actually inspired to watch the film. Yeah, that's really crazy. I mean, with what, how we like went through it, and what we described, I can't ever imagine like listening to that and then thinking that it's a good idea to go watch it. But good on y'all who went ahead and did that because, well, now. You got to experience what we did, and it was uh, quite a time. Yeah. Um, so thank you to everyone who has provided feedback uh, from the first episode so far, um, asked awesome questions. Uh, we got a lot of really great feedback on how great our voices are, so that was exciting. Yeah, we sound amazing. Apparently. So, yeah, thanks. It was uh, good to hear from a lot of people that uh, we apparently didn't suck at it for the first go so it's really good <laughs> and we got to hear from some people we haven't heard from in a long time so that was really great yeah it's really weird when you put something out and people that you kind of lost touch with actually pick up on the stuff that you're putting out so yeah it's pretty cool that's neat and thanks a lot guys um and so i guess the big the biggest question that i received via private message was asking when Jordan went blind. Yeah, I feel like this is a pretty common question. Um, especially like if I'm talking about some kind of media or something, like in the case of movies, it becomes, I think, clear that I know what actors look like or, you know, similar, like similar ideas. Um, and I think in that episode, I actually even mentioned like having sold a truck before that I owned. Um, so I actually lost my sight as an adult um when i was 26 yeah 26 2016 yeah so i was 26 um and uh i've told the story a dozen times or more a month for the last you know now four years so um kind of second nature but the basic gist is i was driving home from work one day had a little blind spot uh, just in one of my eyes and then uh, later on realized that there's a disease in my uh, family that affects people uh, men kind of in their mid-20s tend to catch it about that time and uh, it took the uh, sight in both of my eyes within I'd say two and a half months it was pretty much gone there was a little bit more for you know a couple months after that and then eventually it worked its way to where it is now um which i'm not totally blind i can still um pick up on light and shadows and 
you know, occasionally some some shapes, but um, for the most part, all like usable vision is gone. Is that about cover it? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I'm trying From to think of any. From what you told me, yeah, unless any... you have any super secret blind secrets. No, not really. Um, just over that time, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a huge adjustment. I mean, obviously, like with any major thing like that, the, the first, you know, handful of months into year, year and a half, you know, it's all just seems like the world is collapsing around you. But then you kind of settle in and it's just the new normal. Um, so, yeah. I think there was some um, feedback, not necessarily a question, but some feedback from people who had said a lot along the lines of, you know, I'd never thought about accessibility for blind people before. I've never thought about, you know, blind people wanting to watch movies and television shows. And I know that you've talked to me in the past about some um, kind of, I guess, uh, assumptions on your capabilities, assumptions on like your interests and things like that. Right. And I mean, I think that's kind of one of the biggest issues facing a person with any disability really is, is perception and assumptions that people make about what you do, what you can do, what you might like. Um, I mean, it's the old John Mulaney bit about when a vegan comes to a party or someone that doesn't drink comes to your party and you just start offering them really weird stuff because you <laughs> just forget how to function. Yeah. And it's it's the the same idea is like uh people have such little interaction with blindness in their everyday life that they just don't necessarily know, you know, what someone's capable of or how how to interact with them just in general yeah i mean i can kind of speak to that a little bit in not really having known anyone who was blind before meeting you and i mean in the beginning it wasn't ever really a thing it was just kind of like oh okay you're blind like and i would get really anxious to ask questions and i still do kind of right yeah sometimes you'll like preface a question with hey can i um (laughs) yeah so if i was to ask a a question mm-hmm. about something yeah yeah no um and i mean obviously like with people you're closer with you you read and understand and like know the intent behind the question and mm-hmm. know that there's no malice based uh, you know in it at all but in you know cases of random people it's it's definitely more of curiosity but sometimes you can kind of tell that it's coming from a kind of a weird place i guess um but yeah like with the people you know and love you 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 know they start at a much higher baseline than right. just a, you, you know they get a lot more grace yeah for sure um but no i mean in the case of anyone that's listening fire away with your weird random questions and i'll answer the ones that i find worthy of receiving an answer from my ivory tower find worthy of receiving an answer well i mean i mean you know Google exists to some degree, <laughs> but also like if you want if you want an answer to a question about like what my personal experience with something is, then then fire away for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's I mean wh- why we partially started this whole thing was that there's just not as much awareness as there should be. I've learned so much over the past few months that I just had no idea that all of these different things existed, and so I think it's a good thing to spread awareness about. Right. And I mean, 
the more conscious people are of uh you know differences the more they can uh kind of consider the way they interact with people around them so i think it's important but also you know do it through something ridiculous like nick cage films yeah so. speaking of nick cage films we watched one we watched another one yeah i mean kind of, it's uh. he's He's in it. Yeah. For a second. Well, so just like we kind of went back to Jordan's origin story. It's Fast Times Original High. Dang it. It's Fast Times. I just didn't. We forgot. Jordan doesn't like the anticipation and he doesn't want to forget to say the movie title again. So. We missed it last time. So also it, the film that we watched mm-hmm. was uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So while it wasn't Nick Cage's first film. It was among one of his first films. He had the tiniest, tiniest bit role in this. I mean, what, less than a minute 20 screen time? Do you remember what I told you he did the first time you see him? Uh, Has a Nick Cage face? I don't know. (laughs) He, well, so obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put it in. High school. Okay. You go ahead. I I put it in my notes. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Sorry. <laughs> we we totally talked over each other for a second, but holy cow. Uh, it's so good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, when we first see Nick Cage, uh, he is taping a sign to the back of somebody on their jacket that says, I am a homo. Which, I mean, you never know. Maybe the kid wants to keep it on. Maybe he does. There's nothing wrong with that. Nowadays, I feel like that's a very like Gen Z thing to do is probably just walk around like with that sign. I mean, I have a shirt that says queer and proud. These kids are way out way earlier than kids in the 80s ever were, I think. Like, yeah. I And I feel like that's there's probably like some weird like you could probably write a, half a sociology book on like the uh evolution of like being out in high school but like gen zers that would watch this would have a weird understanding of half these jokes do you feel like you have a weird understanding of half these jokes at all or you like bridge that i mean yeah i mean we're we're kind of in the middle right like we we were like 90s kids Mm -hmm. and this so it kind of got ruined for me. One of the things that we kind of shoot for is like, see if I can guess like when the movie is. I So I've, I've actually seen this before. So I know that it's like super 80s, but I mean, you could, it, you could pinpoint the era, you know, that this film was set in from a mile away. It's right there. Every single song hits you in the face with 80s. All the like lingo is very, it's, it's 80s all the way through. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's just well known for, especially Sean Penn's role. There are so many pop culture references to it and everything. It's hard to miss. Right, yeah. And I mean, I feel like this movie's like become like kind of a pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. Like you hear, you know, it gets referenced. Yeah. Randomly all the time. Um, so this one we watched on Stars together. Thanks, uh, Dad and Melissa. Shout out to you for your Stars subscription. Um. And there, I have not found a single thing with audio description on stars. Yeah, it seems like some services are better than others. Like Disney Plus, I, w- I would give them like a 
or I, yeah, they were actually just awarded something say, by yeah. the NFB or A F B A C B. Uh, something. Uh, basically, good job. You put out a lot of audio described content. Um, someone that's way better at being in the know on audio description stuff can probably shoot me a comment or something that uh, gives more detail on what that award was. But but honestly, j- even just like scrolling through their catalog, it's pretty obvious that they have so much more audio described content than any other service. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a television show, if it's a film, if it's a film from the 70s, if it's yeah, a... Yeah, we, we watched Return to Witch Mountain, in the, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, which is 74. Four, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere like in the in that range. Yeah. And it was it was audio described and it has Christopher Lee in it. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is absolutely amazing. They did some remake sequel stuff with uh Dwayne the Rock Dwayne Johnson. The Rock Johnson. At, yeah, that whole series is incredible. And uh, if just go watch it. It's it's on Disney Plus. Please, please watch it. And uh, a certain musical that came out recently on Disney Plus is oh, also audio, audio described. described Hamilton. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I mean, the audio description, like I, so in watching like other musical stuff that has had audio description, it is a little bit difficult because you want to like showcase the music, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't necessarily want to interrupt the music with, you know, descriptions of what the dances are like or a character running across the stage or something like that. So they, I think they did a, they did a really good job with the audio description on it. Of just kind of staying out of the way. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what was this film called again that we watched? Uh, the film was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, I had seen it before a long, long, long time ago. So like I sort of remembered what it was about. I didn't remember that Nick Cage was in it. But now my obsession with him has grown so much that um, now I know that he's been in so many things that I'd never heard of in my life before. Right. Um, and he's super young in this, obviously. So he's definitely hot Nick Cage. Not to say that like in newer films where he's older, he can't be hot. Uh, but he's definitely hot Nick, uh, Nick Cage. Very young, uh, lighter haired Nick Cage. Does he have more hair? Because I feel like he started losing his hair pretty quick right I mean, this is definitely when he has like the mop of hair okay yeah. he's got like and it's not like not like long like uh a la joe in between worlds which was what our last podcast was about that was the film the name of the film was between worlds um but just kind of like a a mop on top that was just unruly looking right yeah i mean you you can't necessarily say that people get uglier as they get older because like Sean Penn started ugly <laughs> and stayed ugly. <laughs> and that dude get that dude eventually goes on to to marry Jenny from Forrest Gump. And I can't handle that truth. That's not reality that I can be okay with. No. What's her name? Uh, Robin Wright. Yeah. 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 They were married. That's insane. She is someone who has been like was beautiful when she was very very young like Steel magnolias and way she more is attractive now stunning like uh house of cards yeah whoa yeah, that it's... short hair mm-hmm. so i mean mm. you know age doesn't necessarily tell whether or not someone you know 
is more or less attractive, but mm. I guess so in this Nick Cage is fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a fine young man. Um So yeah, Nick Nick appears for like Nick, my friend. Uh, <laughs> my BFF my BFF Nick. Nicholas Cage appears for uh, I honestly I would say under a minute 20 total. Mm-hmm. You get the I'm a homo, he puts that sign on the kid and then you get a couple slices of him later on because he's hanging out with one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. He's like his sidekick guy. Right? Yeah. Like one of one of the sidekick guys. Our BFF Nick is not in this movie too much. Uh, much to our dismay. Uh, also, I feel like there's really no rhyme or reason for wh- which movies we watch and oh, when we yeah. watch them. Yeah, it's yeah. Not going, that anyone has asked. Yeah, going chronologically would have been just torture, a nightmare. Yeah, but yeah. we're not necessarily hitting like worst or best or you know any particular you know chronologically or anything like that we're We're pretty reliant on what is currently streaming so right there are a lot of things across all the platforms that we subscribe to or our parents subscribe to uh that i don't don't steal streaming services okay i own i own all of my own streaming services except for the trade that we made for uh youtube Mm -hmm. and hulu (laughs) <laughs> so i i think i i own all of my stream. i actually i i put i give away more streaming services than i uh you know mooch so you think so easily yeah hbo hbo stars stars but those are you watching them while you're in my home oh you're I, not watching them with me I you were not watching you. fast times at ridgemont high with me so, on stars so yes however i don't ever use those services unless you're in my home. <laughs> okay. Whatever whereas, makes like, you feel better. Whereas like with the people that I have uh, kind of may ha- or may not allegedly have given passwords to my like Disney Plus and similar. That's me providing a service to the world. The NSA is going to knock on your door. Yeah. It's whatever. Or the FBI or the um, whomever. The yeah. FCC. Them, those guys. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll just kind of hit on some of the main scenes uh, for anyone who has not watched this film before, or hasn't watched it in a long time, or has just never cared to watch this film before. Um, it's pretty much, I mean, it's your kind of typical, just like '80s, like dick and fart joke, just following some teens around. I saw it referred to as a teen sex comedy, which kind of hits like the i mean it's super bad american pie porkies revenge of the nerds this you know right every generation has a handful of them yeah they're just whatever but like full offense intended there just didn't seem to be any kind of climax whatsoever oh yeah it was a very it this definitely like just meandered yeah and and there so there were a couple of like through lines right Mm -hmm. but no like you know, protagonist meets, you know, conflict mm-hmm. meets, you know, overcoming challenge, whatever. Yeah. So we open up on a mall uh, and it seems like everyone in the film either works at the mall or frequents the mall. And I mean, that definitely spoke to my teenage self as a worker and also someone who went to the mall to just hang out because there wasn't really much to do in my 
small Midwestern town. And there's a conversation. There are two ladies working at a food place. And they are having some sexy conversations about a man who walks in, uh, who we learn is like 26. And Stacy, our main lady, she's super into him and tells him that she's 19, but she's really 15. So that's another running theme so far in our films. Apparently, yeah. The whole, you know, underage child they're children we're talking they're about children. children she's a child yes not cool don't do that yeah um there's also a rat who's across the way at the the cinema pretty cool name yeah he's pretty upset because he's not on the cool side of the mall yes that um that's that's what i remember from the beginning yeah i mean and then we jump what to the to the school where kids are being in school and doing in-school stuff. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, so like a big thing, obviously no AD for this movie, and it is very much that 80s movie where every scene it jumps in with, and in the case of this movie, a killer song. Like the whole soundtrack is incredible. It's just great, hit after hit. But um, it relies on that very like montage like intro to the scene that like set stuff up while the music is is the only audio you're getting. So I missed most of this movie. I think we found ourselves like I would be describing a lot of things and pointing out a lot of weird things and then we would make notes on the same weird stuff. Right. That was happening right. because like I was basically having to describe like all these different montage scenes and like they're always like comedy scenes of, you know, guys doing stupid things and Right women reacting right which so we jump to the school right and this is where we meet most of our characters that we haven't already met Mm -hmm. or do we meet everyone at the mall Uh, or everyone that matters do we meet do we meet jeff spicoli at that point i don't i think we meet him in the school in the first time like classroom stuff maybe either way he's he's like the character of this movie right yeah, I mean, I think he's the one who's referenced the most. Right, the one that anyone remembers for any reason. He's got, like, the catchphrase stuff. He's the, the surfer kid. Yeah. But um, I don't necessarily think there's anything... There, I mean, really, we don't we don't get a setup, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it just really. stuff happens. Um, boys chasing girls, girls chasing boys, girls chasing... 26 year olds mm-hmm. that whole i mean stacy's uh stacy's what is it called like stacy's story basically is definitely the most interesting storyline right of the film um so i mean she ends up you know going on a date with mr 26 year old ron johnson um, ron johnson ron yeah. johnson uh he gives her his business card very fancy um, and they end up going to a, a dugout and, you know, getting her dugout. Doing sex to each other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is her, she, uh, this is her first time having sex. I believe so. At all, ever. Yeah. And we're not necessarily to assume that it's his first time? No, I don't think so. Okay. He's like, he's a smooth talker. And okay. then he ends up ghosting her. So I would assume that, yeah. Oh, jump forward. Let's spoil it. He, yeah. When wh- why he goes to her, just for no reason or? Oh, I don't know. Cause she's, did, 
not interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then later on, here's what the spoil was in that she's she gets pregnant. Not from him though. From a different dude? From a different dude, yeah. What? See, this See, is the thing. Okay, this, so okay, when we were we watching, everyone is so generic. So like Jordan would ask me several times, like, wait, so this dude did this thing and now he's doing this thing, and I'd be no, that would that's the other that's a, dude. It's a different person. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just they're so incredibly generic right. that like it just sorry, uh mom and dad for talking shit about this old movie, but um Stacy like ends up like she is with that guy and then she just sort of like blossoms into her sexuality. Right. And as so you, as you do. As as you do. Um and she just kind of is with any boy who shows her attention. Um not that that's a terrible thing, um but she just she went out with Rat next, I think. And he was not receptive to her moves because he's kind of the nerdy high school boy. Because he's a rat. <laughs> um, but then she ends up getting with his BFF, the ticket scalper. Okay, yeah. And that's the one that gets her pregnant. Or that's the one who contributes to her pregnancy because it, you know, takes it's... multiple people. <laughs> right. Right. That was the partner with whom yes. she achieved pregnancy. Correct. Okay. Um, but in like on the other storylines, like her brother gets fired from the All American Burger where Nick Cage was working. Okay, see, I'll tell you for sure that her brother's name is Brad. Yeah. I think so. I think it's it, Brad or Ben or some some bullshit. Yeah. He this guy, I thought at some point in the movie that he was a different character and was confused for a minute. Again, more. This is audio description. I need it. Mm-hmm. I I thought that those that he was hooking up with his sister. Oh. Because he... I got confused about like what character he was and mm-hmm. forgot that like he was her brother. Yeah. So you thought there was some Game of Thrones going on here. Den- Denar- Denarius. <laughs> uh, Jordan has not actually watched Game of Thrones, so we can talk about that at a different point yeah, in time. We'll, yeah, that'll be a whole nother cast. <laughs> um, so yeah, so her storyline, she, you know, she gets uh pregnant and she she gets ghosted by the guy who uh she pregnanted her. Yes, who pregnant her. And uh Well, like she she comes at him and she yeah. says, "I got pregnant." And he says, "Well, that's a shame. You shouldn't have done that." Uh and she informs him that he did the the pregnant to her mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, we get abortion talk so he says that oh yeah get that she get has out, to yeah. get an abortion she's like i've already made the appointment so she's on it yeah um and she's like it's 150 dollars at the free clinic and then he says well that doesn't sound so free to me ha 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 uh and he goes on about how well, i suppose you uh expect me to pay for it and she's like well you could pay for half of it like that makes sense to me. Like, you know. We're progressive. Yeah. Half. You got to, you know. You contributed half the DNA. I contributed half the DNA. Like, let's just go uh, splitsies on this one. Yeah. To each according to their uh, uh, will and uh, ability mm-hmm. does the honor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so so that whole, that whole bit happens. And I mean, I feel like for the 80s, that's a pretty, like, for the early 80s especially. Yeah, like that's some that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. 
but yeah and i mean they don't seem to make a huge deal out of it so like her storyline continues and like it's he's a, supposed to pick her up and take her to the clinic and he flakes. Right. And her brother ends up taking her but doesn't know that it's the clinic. and the, He thinks it's the bowling alley across the street but finds out immediately because she doesn't even walk into the bowling alley. She just like looks and then runs across the She's street. She's stupid. She's not, not smart. She's very stupid. <laughs> um, but then like the next scene is just like, the nurse just like asking who's going to drive her home. So there's no like gratuitous scenes about it. Like, Oh, do you really want to keep your, or do you want to get rid of your baby and all that kind of stuff that you she see doesn't in have to, so she, many things. Yeah, She doesn't have to look at like a 3d ultrasound or listen yeah. to its heartbeat for 20 minutes or like any of that stuff. She doesn't like, have, there's no like a 10 day waiting period or anything like that. So, um, so they don't make a huge deal out of it, which I appreciated a lot. And the, um, she does show, I mean, she shows a pretty significant amount of emotion after. Yeah. Yeah. And then her brother is really cool about it too, because like he obviously sees her go into the clinic and then like turns around and just like waits for her there. And she like comes downstairs and she's like, oh, whoops, don't tell mom and dad. Right. And he's like, of course I won't. Like, it'll be a secret. And he was super cool well, about he, it too. He, wants, he does want to know who, right. who got her pregnant or whatever. Who and, the father. Yeah. And he, I mean, he immediately says, oh, you're not going to tell me. I, that's, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I assume that it's like that protective brother thing. Like he wants to beat him up or something. Yeah. I mean. That's, you know, that's always the big movie trope, right? Is yeah. like, I'm going to beat anyone up that looks at my sister at all. Like, yeah. well, if you want to, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I always just hope my sisters dated kind of cool guys. <laughs> yeah. Wore like wraparound like Oakleys and stuff. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, So like her, again, like her storyline's the most interesting, like going back, like her brother was dating someone long-term and it seems like he uh, was upset because his girlfriend wasn't putting out and then he was going through this series of like getting fired from a bunch of places because of his anger management issues. Um, So there's this scene where he's like talking to himself in a mirror and like practicing breaking up with her. And then she ends up breaking up with him and pulling the old breakup switcheroo. Yeah, which is you know always good good way to protect your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we can't forget the bikini scene, the scene where the yeah, that's like the scene of scenes, right? Is, yeah, is the red bikini. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't necessarily have a very like good memory at all, but like I can picture this scene because I was a 16 year old boy ever you Mm -hmm. know like everyone's seen this same you know but um but this scene i i didn't remember i thought this scene actually took place but this is an imagined Mm -hmm. scenario yeah while brad is pleasuring himself in the bathroom he's having what he's thinking about having a time he's having brad touching brad time yes and uh, he gets walked in on by her Mm mm-hmm and he says, doesn't, doesn't, anybody, doesn't anybody fucking knock fucking around here? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that has that happened to you? To me? Yeah. No. Same. I don't think so, no. Yeah. I mean, it's in a, it's in a ton of movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's people walking in on people doing that or people yeah. walking in on people having sex. I mean, sex there's, or there's like still like, time. Yeah. 
I mean, you got a lot of life ahead of you. Yeah. So There's definitely we'll still time for that to happen. Um, so yeah, his storyline, he just kind of, he ends up working at the, um, what was it called? The Mighty Mart or something? Yeah. They've, they've all got the goofy, like. Yeah. And he ends up, um, getting held at gunpoint at the end, but, uh, Spicoli comes in, kind of saves the okay. day. Check this out. Another scene that I had absolutely no idea what was happening. I could tell there was a robbery going on because it's, you know, get on the fucking safe and put your hands on the ground and like that whole deal no real idea of what was occurring though so i assume that spicoli comes out of the bathroom and it's like the the old like gag of like he opens the door and it bops the guy on the head and like duh you did it right so something like yeah, to, yeah so like he comes out and he's like oh you don't have any towels and so the guy is distracted for long enough that brad can like grab the hot coffee and throws the hot coffee on his face. Man, can you imagine getting hot coffee thrown in your face? Bull, no. That does happen in Kingpin, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. Isn't I it only Cage? mention it because I recently watched it again. Isn't it Cage in Kingpin? I don't think so. Not you never I know. Think of. Okay, so, I mean, that's that's the movie. That's it. I mean, that's nothing Yeah. There's a big else. dance at the end yeah, that yeah, was 80s-tastic that I loved. Oh, the you fashion to, was so good. You get to hear a super cool, like, Spicoli rundown of America where he talks about Thomas Jefferson was all like, that's bogus, dude, which is uh, kind of funny. I mean, th- most of his scenes, I think, are, the, I think, the only funny scenes, right? I mean... Yeah, all the other ones seem pretty serious. Yeah. Or talking about sex. Right. Which, which I mean, is uh, the life of a teenager. Right, which, I mean, so we see a couple chunks of, like, nudity stuff in this, right? Yeah. And that's, it's always weird because the the people that are being portrayed as, as nude, we see some, some breasts. We do, a couple pairs of them. A couple pair but of them? Those yeah, those characters are, are 15, 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because you know the actors are... N- aged people mm-hmm. of some age over 18 but they're portraying children yeah it's it's very strange but i mean the movie's also made for children i guess but like do the, you want to know who was underage while that was being filmed nick cage right nick cage nick cage was underage yeah <laughs> now that we have shat all over this film uh do you want to give it a rating jordan Yep, three. Three? Yeah. That's also my rating. Yeah. That is exactly my rating. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's just I mean there are good meanders. there are good pieces of it and I understand why it's like a, a cultural what it like cultural touchstone or whatever the hell that people call them. It's important to some people. Yeah. Some people that like and I think obviously like anyone that was raised like in that era or went to high school in that era, like it they hits, can relate. It hits for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not it doesn't mean anything to us as to what it means to them yeah so it was absolutely not as painful as watching between worlds which was the film that we talked about in the last episode right that the name of the film for the last episode was between worlds it was um would you venture a guess as to what the imdb rating is oh those sons of bitches it's like a (laughs) 9.5 i guarantee it uh, okay with no question it's higher than 7.5 nope really it's very oh, wow. close to that, okay, though. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's a 7.2. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it, right? It it was like the songbird of its generation. Mm -hmm. So you can't, I mean. Well, it was based on a book, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we talked about this. Okay. So uh, I read an AV Club article written by someone. I should probably know the answer to that. Uh, written by this woman at, who goes through like the differences between the book and the movie, which if you didn't know, this is based on a book by Cameron Crowe. Do you know who that guy is? No, a, a director of sorts. He, uh, I don't necessarily know his full deal, but he like was writing for like Playboy and Rolling Stone as a 15 year old, like while he was in high school, right? And then he goes all 21 Jump Street. And when he's 22 years old, gets a hold of a high school principal and is asking him if he can do this basically journalistic experiment where he goes back to high school as a 22-year-old. Oh, it's like never been kissed. Yeah, like posing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Posing as a kid, right? So Mm -hmm. the book that he wrote is, according to this AV Club article, which there are some excerpts of the book in it, and it's it's just a clunky book, but... um, It was kind of a clunky movie. Right. Uh, Right. So it's his basically just his rundown of what it was like to go to high school in I I don't remember it early 80s um so that book gets made into this movie um and it I mean the book is not well revered but I guess it's not printed anymore because it only it like shows up on eBay for like 200 bucks yeah it was like 230 dollars on Amazon so um so Cameron Crowe is 63 years old so he would have been in high school in like the 70s okay yeah so you know i mean not too far this movie yeah this movie was made in 82 which got ruined for me that we were supposed to play the whole guessing game thing but yeah so this made in 82 um and i mean this the story is kind of cool right is you know 22 year old goes back to high school and has all these weird experiences with children but again it's always weird. It's always an adult interacting with children. What are you doing? Leave, yeah. leave the kids leave, alone. Leave the kids alone. So, um, but yeah, I guess the the gist of it is that the book's not that good. Um, and her claim was that the movie's way better. But, uh, you know, take what you want. Yeah. Um, so the Nick Cage, we've got some like Nick Cage fact stuff to go along with this film. Um, that he, so he is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Favorite fact. First favorite fact, completely unrelated, is that Shel Silverstein wrote the song A Boy Named Sue. Second favorite fact that is quite related is that Francis Ford Coppola, he goes, he directs these crazy ass, he, uh, the Godfather, Apocalypse Now, all these crazy movies. Great. Wonderful. Then directs the movie Jack starring Robin Williams. Is that weird? I like that film. I know a lot of people who like it that It is film. nothing like The Godfather. No, it certainly is not. It's like uh, Woody Allen directed Ants. Is that true? I, I know he produced it. 
or okay. directed it, one of the two. He he had, you know, he was he was in on that. So super weird. So Nick Cage uh, is going by Nick Coppola at the time. Um, and apparently he was harassed a lot because of this legacy and basically it was assumed that he didn't have any talent and that he was only there because of his uh, esteemed uncle. So this was the movie that uh, actually inspired him to change his name to Nicolas Cage, which I personally think is a better name, but that's just me. It's fewer letters. That's true. Which is pretty good. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I get it, right? You know, if, m- like, my last name is Obama or something, and I'm trying to make it at some law firm in Chicago, I'm probably going to catch some shit from people who are thinking the only reason I'm in there is because my dad, you know, have you heard of Barack? Barack Obama? Yeah. Do you know? I think so. So it sounds familiar. It's the same. It's the you know you don't ever want to you know you're living in the shadow of some famous, famous ass lawyer? relative or like lawyer you know mm-hmm. like you you don't want that. So I I get one to change your name, and uh, I guess it worked for him. I mean he's made a hundred movies, hundred and four, so far, and we're just chipping away, little by little. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to say. about about this one i mean it was fine drink alcohol watch it yeah if you're inspired uh like many of our listeners from the last one if you're inspired to actually watch this film get drunk yeah or Or uh, stoned yeah smoke marijuana they smoke marijuana in this movie and that's actually one of the good lines uh is uh sean penn spicoli jeff spicoli uh smokes a, a bunch of marijuana and then hits himself on the head with a shoe, which I wouldn't have known that part. I thought he like knocked on his head or something, but the line still holds. It's, it's a really great line. And he says, that's my freaking skull. Great yeah. line. Great line. <laughs> yeah. I think his lines were the only memorable lines from this movie at all. I mean, his talking about a wave and says, Hey bud, let's party. And all the shit that he talks to the teacher guy and Mr. Hand. Yeah. All that stuff. Like, I don't think anyone else really had like quotable lines necessarily. I mean, it's, it's, this is a Sean Penn movie that happens to involve some other people doing other things. But Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's, it's really just framed around let's laugh at this surfer kid, which, ooh, oh man, I'm not going to not tell you this. Okay. In the book, so so the book is based on a true story. It's like a fictionalized like framework, not necessarily it's not told like a from like a journalistic perspective. I, I and I think it's probably he probably did it that way to like protect people from like telling too much about them, but it's it's a fictionalized version, but the the Spicoli kid in the uh, movie is like mild compared to the crazy shit that the book one does. Um, but I guess in the book, this kid's family dies in like a fiery car wreck or something crazy. And the next day, Spicoli comes running into one of the classrooms with a newspaper. And he's like, look at these gnarly photos of this car wreck, everybody. And he's like, this, this is crazy. And like the kid just starts crying. 
Oh, wow. So like kind of a different angle on that character for the book. Much more Ooh. brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, still just kind of that like very, I like not knowing what's going on. Right. And not <laughs> being aware of your surroundings at all. Way, way too much. Uh-huh. 14-year-old weed smoking. Yeah. It's not good for your brain development, kids. Yeah. Stay <laughs> off drugs until you are uh, 27 years old. Yes. Uh, also, uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. Um, spread the word. Tell a friend. Share it if you feel compelled. If not, don't. <laughs> We are at Side Attendant on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we are now on YouTube, if that's your jam. Yeah. Um, And I guess on YouTube, it's a little bit unique in that you can comment like on the individual episode, whereas like if you're on like a regular podcast player, all you can really do there is leave a review. So if you don't know, find us on Facebook. That's where we seem to be kind of interacting with people the most here. And if you feel so inclined, definitely rate us and leave us a review. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts officially. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're on all the other minor podcast players as right, well, but the, yeah. the the big ones we're on we're on all of them. So find us where you find us, and if you're listening to us right now, you probably found us somewhere. So true. But tell a friend. Tell your mom. Yeah, moms have seemed to like us a lot so far. I know my, my mom's mom, a fan. Yeah, our moms are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Other people's moms have talked to us. Yeah, so tell your mom. Yeah, tell your mom. She'll like it. Yeah. Love you. Bye.